Here we go. We lie. That's the go. That's Marvin Gaye on the shirt. Marvin Gaye, man. Y'all know who it is. DC legend. Got the Howard sweater on. We repping HU. Howard University Day. The Mecca. Shout out. We got some Howard. We're going to talk some Howard. A little bit of Howard in the, in the show today, too. You already know it, man. What's up, good people, man? Happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are back for another episode of Overreaction Monday with the Man and Man Pod. Week 8 wraps up tonight with the Bengals, Browns on Monday Night Football. Kick this week off with our Thursday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay Bucks. So obviously we're going to talk about that game all the way up to the Sunday night game against the Bills and Green Bay and kind of everything that happened in between. Um, got some some other stories and, and videos, questions, comments to get to as well. Should be a pretty, pretty good show. I'm looking forward to it, man. How was your weekend, B? Weekend was good, man. It was good. Again, one of them weekends running behind the little ones and the activities, man. But I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yesterday, man, was able to just chill on the couch, man, and just catch up on the football, man. Had the Sunday yeah. um Sunday ticket popping. Um, and like you said, man, just being able to catch up on all these games, man, so we can get up on here with our with our fam, man, and, and talk ball. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. I had a good good weekend as well. Obviously, all the Halloween festivities. I don't really celebrate Halloween. The kids do, though. I just got to accept that at this point. The kids do. Kids dress up. They went to a haunted house. Um, still undecided on thinking they're going to go trick-or-treating or not. We might go trunk or treat and a little drink. We got to school. But, uh, you know, y'all be safe out there. All right? Gotta be safe. That. Be careful out there. And obviously, enjoy yourselves uh, with your family, with the little ones. Uh, obviously, it's all about them, man. But um, should be a good one, man. Should yeah, be a good is, one. A lot, a lot of good football play yesterday. A lot, of, a lot of good ball, man. A lot of good performances individually, you know, on the winning side and losing side, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm – I'm excited to tap into it, man, so we can get everybody's overreaction because I'm going to have some. It's week eight. Going to week, week nine, about that halfway point. It, it's 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 about time for some overreactions now. It's and and I think at this time, at this point, it's not even overreacting now. We midway, like, you, you know, kind of yeah. like diving into it. What you, what you really are, yeah, barbecue mildew. Yeah. So we might gotta, we got might gotta change this up in about a couple of weeks. Ain't no more overreaction. <laughs> it is what it is. Tell it what it is. What it is Monday. It is but, what uh, it is. We got uh the trade deadline is what tomorrow, November first. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, so um, been seeing some some rumblings about some players. Kamara, they were talking about trading him. He went off and had three touchdowns yesterday. Um. Bradley Chubb maybe yeah. be on the block um, along with some Elijah Moore. He done said he wanted out of New York. Jets receiver. Uh, anybody else potentially on the move? Bradley Chubb and um, AK man, those are the two the two biggest names that I've heard. Kareem Hunt too. Kareem and Kareem Hunt, yeah, yeah, Kareem Hunt. Yep, yep. So we'll see, man. If it happens, guess what? It's gonna be the day. So we yep. definitely gonna stay tuned with that too, man. While doing the show, we might we might get some movement. I get some breaking news, man. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see y'all on the other side, man. Appreciate y'all as always.
Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We might as well start right with Sunday Night Football, man. We might as well jump out there. Oh, nah. Actually, actually, before before we get there. So y'all know we got the Monday live show. We got the Thursday live show. Then we got the Saturday recorded pick show. And uh, all year, AB and myself have been putting out picks all week long. I mean, all year long, we see these picks. So uh, week eight, these are our week eight picks. So far, we still got tonight's game. Which way did you go tonight? You know where I went. I forgot, man. Which way you went? Joe Burrow and the boys, man. Cincinnati. Okay, okay. But as of right now, uh, through week eight, I'm 10 and four right now this week on the money line, eight and six against the spread. Uh, the producer, our producer, Tone, he's five and nine right now, money line. Damn, Tone, what do you mean? Thanks. Six and eight against the spread, though. And through week eight, man, I'm nine and five <clears throat> money line and six and eight against the spread. Yeah, sir. What Tone was on? This is on a year, man. This is on a year. This is the first. I saw these numbers for the first time a couple days ago, and then obviously updated through this week so far. I was a little surprised, but I thought I was doing worse than this, honestly. Yeah, and I, and honestly, I thought I was doing better against the spread. And then, you know, me and D-Buck, man, we we on tone back. We like, man, we need a recount on both <laughs> on both ends. You know what I mean? But um, well, for the year, money line, I'm 71, 49, and 1. And against the spread, I'm 57, 61, and 3. Against the spread, is stank. And for the listeners and the viewers, well, for the viewers who can see, um mm-hmm. the numbers below the records is how many weeks we've been leading in that particular category so i've been leading four weeks well i've led four times in the money line and against the spread it was it's been five yep yep I mean, AB, we got the same record the money line money line for those who don't know just straight up who's gonna win who's gonna lose um so 71 49 and one money line and then Pretty much 500. Got three ties, but 59, 59, and three against the spread. Right now, after week eight, you know what? I take that. I take that. I'm starting right now at square one. And then our producer, Tone, he's 63, 57, and one uh, money line, 52, 66, and three uh, against the spread. Uh, it's been It's been tough. You know, it's been a very unpredictable year uh, this season so far. So, like I said, I take where i'm at right now and obviously i'm gonna have that monday night parlay for y'all tonight but uh yeah man. Man. yeah talking man. about that parlay man i had a i had a huge huge oh, huge so. i had a huge win last night damn so i should have told i should have told tom to put that up but um shout out to prospects man prospect um tapped in with them daily fantasy sports you know they give you projections it's easy you go in there, hey, either more or less. Man, the last mm-hmm. night I had a um, well, y'all say yesterday, I had a uh some of my projections. Man, I had tour more than 270 and a half passing yards. Smart I had, man. I had Aaron Rodgers less than 235 and a half passing yards. 
Smart I had Jalen Waddle more than 68 and a half receiving yards, and I had AJ Brown more than five receptions, man. And I hit on all four. Ooh, that was a power play. Right that was that was times 10 my money. Shout out yeah. to Prize Picks, man. That was a nice, nice, nice little hit right there. Nice, nice one. And that was some good, man. Speak, shoot. Speaking of uh, one of those plays, um, I think you said A Rod was two under two thirty five. Under two thirty five. So you 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 had no faith going into Sunday night football at all. Have you have you have you seen the Green Bay Packers play, and then have you seen the Buffalo Bills play? No faith, man. It, it was. I, I watched the game last night, and it was. Um, that was bad, man, because the, the Packers, you, they couldn't even put the ball in A-Rod's hand to really do anything. Like, literally, they down 17 points in the second half and just handed it off, run, 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 because they literally couldn't drop back and protect uh, A-Rod in a, in, in, a, in a regular quarterback drop, a regular five, seven-step drop. Shit was crazy. And it was, even at one point, Von Miller was asked after the game, kind of, what was your conversation with A-Rod? He was like, that was the conversation with him, like, why are they waiting? Why are they not dropping back more? I want some more opportunities to sack your ass, but they were hand, handed it off. Aaron Jones had a good day on the ground, obviously. Um, but but the Bills were in control from this one from, from beginning to end. Man, what was your takeaways from this game? Obviously, you weren't surprised by this one. Nah, not at all. Um, you know, we had talked about it on the Saturday pick show, and you was like, Man, I'm I'm taking Green Bay with you know, well, as far as the spread. And I'm like, man, the Bills gonna cover. You know, I had no faith in the Green Bay Packers coming into this game, man. Um, again, the Green Bay Packers, they've been struggling on the offensive side of the ball. Their top receiver was out um, yeah. a couple of weeks prior. They were talking about simplifying the offense. I felt as though, hey, give A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones the ball, you know, on the onset. But last night, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you've seen Stephon Diggs chirping with – with the corners, Alexander. Um, so they they came in ready. They came in ready. So again, man, Josh Allen the, and and the Buffalo Bills, they're hot right now. And that offense is it's, it's tough to stop that offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, and you did a great job breaking them breaking it down. Is you know, ninety percent of the time you're gonna see Buffalo Bills defense in a two house. Oh, yeah. You yep. know what I mean? And that just goes to show you how much confidence Leslie Frazier has has in his front seven. And mm -hmm. last night, that front seven, it came to work. Von Miller, um, Edmonds, you know, you got guys stuffing the so, front, Yeah, Oliver. man. So, so, Oliver, yeah, man. So, it's just that that team is just playing complimentary ball, and we speak on that often here on the show. Mm -hmm. But the offense feeds off the defense. Defense feeds off the offense. Special teams doing their part as well. So, again, man, I'm, I'm – I was on the train early, early this year on the Buffalo Bills. I'm still on that train. Um, if I had to pick today, I, I would have them in the bowl just to win yeah. as a team. I would, coming from the AFC, I would have them in the Super no Bowl. Way. But, man, like that was that was a – and this score, man, it's not an indication of what that game was. Like the Buffalo Bills really whooped. I think, it is, I think it is, though, A.B. Nah. I think this score, yeah, because – Josh Allen, Josh Allen, as, as great as he is, and obviously as the, you know, he makes incredible plays. Sometimes some plays that I feel like only he can make. But he gave 
the pack tried to give the Packers every opportunity late in this game uh, to to get back in the game, and, and that's the only. You talk about a lot. Being able to run the ball, play defense. Obviously, they got the defense part down. They got the passing part down. But can they, like, run the ball? When it's five minutes on the clock, you have a couple scores. Can they actually run the clock out? Can, you know, Josh Allen make smarter plays? Can you look at even his style line, 13 with 25, 218? And, like, the big plays were there, obviously. And he makes special plays with his arms and his legs. But you got to be able to put teams away. And I feel like – um that's why I put them in the bowl. I get it. They're wagging right now. Most people put them one right now in the power rankings. I might have Kansas City. I might have Kansas City just one little notch above them just because I done seen them do it. Did Buffalo play Kansas City this year? Yeah, they played oh. them regular season. Nah. They played last year in the, in the postseason. I mean, and the year before that. Come on, this year. Come on, man. So I'm talking about I this year. If I had to pick one right now, I'm taking the Chiefs out the AFC. You taking the Bills? Shit, I, yeah. I can't argue with you there. But that's my only concern with the Bills is that can they can they run the ball when they need to? Because it's on, it's going to be all on Josh Allen and his arm. And obviously, he got great weapons around him. You know, Diggs, Davis, Knox. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know, bro. But well, shout I, out to the I Bills. Mean, I, just saw it last I just saw a couple weeks ago. So shit, I, I do and know that. Play at the end of the game. It's, and do it, Teron. Shout out to Ron Johnson too. Baller, baller. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. You know, you 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 like Kansas City. Um, I like the Bills, but again, again, y'all don't think you'd be wrong with either one of those teams. But on the on the flip side, Green Bay, man, it's, it's not looking good for them at all. Um, four, four in a row. That's four in a row. Yeah, four in a row. I don't think um. See, I, don't, I don't think A Rod's been in a situation like this. And um, even like even halftime, I think it was coming out of halftime report. I asked head coach, like, man, you know, you, you're down. Like, what can you do? What can the team do? And I think he was even befuddled. Like, man, he really wanted to be like, shit, I don't know. You know what I mean? But he was like, hey, we got to act like this score is zero, zero, and we got to figure out, you know, what type of character we have. You know what I mean? And yeah, great. Good answer, but at the end of the day, man, that's when it's like, man, shit. Uh, we they they to, lost. We don't got the plays to, to draw up. We just gotta, we gotta find it. So they lost their two middle, two two backers too. So yeah. I know that was, and the guys that replaced them, I think coming into the game, played six total snaps leading into that because Devondre Campbell, he's a guy who played literally played every snap, and then they kicked out, uh, they kicked the rookie uh, Walker out for um, pushing the coach on the sideline. Did you see that? Yeah, he pushed the player, then he pushed the coach. Like, I don't know what you thought it was the right call to get him up out of there. I don't think it was the right call getting him out of there, but um, I mean, throw a flag, you know, unsportsmanlike, whatever, and keep it moving. Yeah. I don't think it was right throwing him out the game. Yeah, I think I think so too. You you give him the 15 yard a personal foul. Obviously, if you get one personal foul, if you get another one, you out of the game. But I don't think it was enough to um to get him up out of there, but Packers three and five right now, four losses in a row. Um, it's ugly out there, man. Hey, so we'll, we'll, we'll hear A Rod's explanation tomorrow on Pat Show. Hey, you heard it. You heard it here last week. For my open reaction: Green Bay don't make the playoffs. Hey, that might be it is what it is. That might be what it is for it is right now. Hey, stamp I, that. I'm, I'm stamping that one. Step that, man. Hey, stick it in the uh, NFC North. Um, 
his team surprising a lot of people. First year head coach, first year GM, still got Kirk Cousins at the helm. Six and one right now in that NFC North, man. Six and one. So you got a four game lead in that loss column with the uh, Packers, and you already beat them this year. Six and one for the Vikings right now, coming off a win against the Arizona Cardinals, who sit at three and five right now. Um, D Hop had another great day. <laughs> He's well, all the way back. Well, for 159. Yeah, he 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 is all the way back. Uh, Dalvin Dalvin Cook, twenty carries, hundred eleven yards. Um, they handle business. Vikings handle business. It got close late. Um, I thought I, I I talked myself into picking the Cardinals in this one. I don't know why I picked the Vikings. I said, oh, you know what, the Cardinals D hop back defense, maybe. Woo, woo, woo. Talked myself into this one though. But uh, Vikings six and one. Pat P had a whole lot to say. Uh, a lot of interesting things to say after the game, too. I know that's one of your former teammates, but uh, what you thought about this game? Man, it was um, a good game. And uh, like you said, with Pat P, man, I knew he was going to be up for this game, being that he had a you know a long, long, successful career um, in AZ, man. But uh, it was a good game. Like you said, D-Hop came out the, came out the ball, man, 12 for 159, um, not missing the beat. Obviously, Kyler Murray is looking for him. Um, Harrison Smith, you see right here in the stat zone, six tackles, one pick, man. That's three for him on the season. Uh, so, yeah. again, man, Minnesota getting the job. Man-to-man alum. Yeah, yeah, man-to-man alum, man. Minnesota Vikings, they're getting the job done. Um, taking it one, one, one game at a time, man. But I like what I'm seeing. Justin Jefferson doing what he does. Um, Shout out to the guy. GM, first year GM. Yeah, quasi. Text him last night. Man, y'all, y'all rolling, man. Y'all rolling. First year GM, man. First year uh, head coach with Kevin O'Connell and coming over there taking a, a team that we both said before this season, you look around that meet room, you look around that locker room, they got the talent. You know, they got the pieces all up and down that roster on both sides. So now they're putting it together and getting wins, man, in, in different ways. But uh, part of this game, during this win, Pat P had a had – a, The video, video games come to life. <laughs> that boy with the Call of Duty man. Uh, celebration. <laughs> Pat P, man, he had a good game yesterday, man. He um he had three PBUs. He should have had like two picks, though. Should've yeah, had, yeah. Like, picks. Yeah. Was that, one, that first one in the end zone. First one in the end zone. It was a, a jump ball that I feel like he could have had. And it was a um it was like a curl he broke on. He broke up. Mm-hmm. So he was like I said, man, I knew he was gonna be up for this game going against his um his old mob. Game. But he, uh he, good game, man. Shout out to Minnesota, man. At the top of that division right now. The, these two teams right here, um, you know, obviously feel like trending in two different directions. Yeah. What, what you, you think the Cardinals turn got got a chance to turn around, figure it out, and then with the Vikings, you think they continue on the on this on this treat on this trend and continue to play like how they're playing right now. So, I mean, with the Vikings, you got to look at their division, right? So, you look mm-hmm. at their division, you got the Bears not playing very well. I mean, I would say inconsistent right now. D- D- Detroit Lions doing what Same old Lions. Same old Lions. And then the only other team in that division that you came into the year and was like, okay, the Packers, and they're on a four-game losing streak. So, 
Um, Minnesota Vikings in the driver in the driver's seat. They just got to continue to do what they do and don't let this success um, get to their head, man. And then the Arizona Cardinals just playing inconsistent, bro. Mm -hmm. It's very inconsistent football. Um, again, you look in their division. You got the San Francisco 49ers um, playing well, coming off a good game um, yesterday. C-Mac balling. You got the L.A. Rams catching that L. Um, then you got the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> led by Geno Smith, man, out there balling. So right now it's not looking. Still ain't right back. It's not looking good for the Arizona Cardinals. So, again, like you said, two teams trending in different directions. Minnesota Vikings in the driver's seat. Arizona Cardinals, man, they got to go on a run. And the Cardinals historically, at least we under Cliff, they ain't the team that you bet on to figure it out late in the season. Usually they hot right now and then they tail off at the end. So um not looking good right now. Um what else we got? What other game we got? We got gotta talk about our coach, man. Gotta talk about our coach, man. I watched the football team, came to Lucas Oil, got a one point win. We had the game under control. Scary Terry goes up and make a, a, a big grab on kind of a scramble play. Uh, Taylor Heineke gets the job done, 23 for 31, 279, a touchdown and a pick. And then Sam Ellinger in his first start, he played decent. I feel like he played decent, but we can't get nothing going to run game. Um, defense played played all right, too. Obviously, we, we, we let it down at the end, man. But shout out to your former teammates. Uh, Glenn going into the ring of honor. So a lot of legends were in the house, man. But uh, what was your takeaway? What, what's going on out there, Indy, man? I'm sitting at 3-4-1 hey. right now. Yeah, 3-4-1, like you said, man. Shout out to Todd Glenn, man. Ring of Honor. Uh, one of the OGs, man, that kind of – not kind of. That was a staple in turning that, that organization around. Um, yesterday, man, like you said, like I think Sam Allinger, he played a decent game. You know what I mean? It wasn't great. He didn't play mm -hmm. bad. Um, to my point. That we kind of just we were discussing on Saturday is that he'll bring an element to the to that position to that offense that Matt Ryan couldn't do, and that was being able to be mobile and, and move around in that pocket. And a lot of times they kind of did what I thought they were going to do: roll him out, get him out the pocket, cut the field in half, so he didn't have to make those, um, you know, three to four reads. Mm -hmm. And um, again, the game is going. You're going to have your ups and your downs in the, in the game. Where I had a problem at the end was when they were up. They were up, what, 16 to. Before they kicked that field goal? It was, um, the Colts were up 16, I want to say like 16, 9, 16, 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, the Colts had the ball. And the offensive call was run, run, pass. At that time, you just mentioned in the Buffalo game, like, you got to put this team away. Like, you know, you run this clock out and put the team away. And that just that play call, it's okay, it's run, run. All right, third down, you know you got to pass. So as a, def as a defense, opposing defense, I know what I can dial up. Yeah. They got real complacent. Um, Obviously, like you said, the run game wasn't – didn't have much of a run game, man. But 3-4-1. Taylor had a had bad fumble too. Bad fumble, yeah. Um, It's – it just seems like we come here and say the same thing each and every week. Mm, we same got feel. Yeah, same shit. And at, at this point, at this point of the season, 
you know, at this point in the tenure for, for the coaching staff and all that stuff, like, got to figure it out, man. And you saw, especially with all, I'm, I know, and we, we know the owner, uh, Jim, Jim Ursay, and, you know, having all those legends in the building, you know, having everything that's going on in, in, in Lucas. So I know he's feeling some type of way, man, but you got to figure it out. The bad fumble. And the fumble came, I want to say, a play or two after our best offensive play, Alec Pierce. Yeah, rookie receiver made it made a, a, a beautiful catch in the deep ball from uh, Ellinger or Ellinger. Keep messing his name up. Um, and then JT broke up the whole hit, boom, fumble, which happens. But um, coughed the ball up. Uh, Shaq Leonard, he came, but he got a pick in the got fourth. It. I thought that was kind of going to be the tie turning play. Um, but then Heineke got the ball back, got the ball back late, and and, and that's what good, good players do. Uh, Terry, Terry McLaurin went up and made a, a contested catch over Gilmore. Great catch. Uh, great catch. That's that's what he does, you know. And the man alum. That's what he man, – another man and man alum. That's what that's what scary Terry does best. Them 50-50, them moment of truth type balls. He goes up and get them, and he got it. Um, and the biggest moment for his team, man. So, hey, it had to be us, man. Washington Commanders sitting at 4-4 four and four right now, um, and we sitting at a stank 3-4-1. and one. Mm. Uh, we got We got We got We got to figure some shit out. Man. We gotta got to figure some shit out. Got to. And figure it out right now. Uh, we'll fly through some of these other games. Staying at AFC South, 17-10. Malik Willis, first start. Derrick Henry ran all over, through, and around the Houston, Texas, per usual. 32 carries, 219 yards, two TDs. Hope somebody had him on the fantasy team. Um, mm. Davis Mills, 17-29, 152. Ugly stat line. Malik Willis only threw the ball 10 times, 6 for 10, 55 yards, one pick. He said after the game, hey, if they can't stop the run, why the hell would we throw the ball, which? Right, and I agree. Sure. If you look at, like, the last four or five times um, Derrick Henry played the Texans, shit, I know he couldn't sleep the night before the game. Yeah, man. Couldn't wait. But uh, Titans moved to 5-2. Looking like the same old Texans. Uh, Lovey Smith at the helm right now. Um, all these second-year quarterbacks seem to be struggling right now. David Smith's not a great game, so they sit at 1-5-1. and one. Um, Giant Seahawks, you caught this game? I did. I caught um, – I was on the Sunday ticket looking at it, man. Like you said, Seahawks was able to win this game, man. Um, Geno Smith, man, still out there balling. Um, Cooking. Cooking, man. Tyler Loggin, man. It was a, a lot to be said. It was a lot um in this game, but it, it kind of it, it shows you as far as like team-wise and team culture, like where the Seattle Seahawks are right now. You know, Loggin has some plays that was very un- uncharacteristic of, of him, yeah. you know, dropping two big drops. Yeah, <clears throat> big drops, a fumble that led to a New York Giants score. But then um, you know, him coming back, you know, and, and getting a tug, man. So and then they had a press conference with the with I think it was Lockett, Geno, and um, DK up there, mm-hmm. man. So just good culture in that in that building, man. Um, but a good good solid win for the for the Seahawks, man. I had I had the Giants in this one, but I think I did too. I had the Giants in this one too. I thought uh, Seattle struggled more with um, with that Giants rush attack. And uh, Barkley Saquon only had 20 carries, 53 yards, had a tug. But Gino, once again, um, 23 for 34, 212 yards, two TDs. So he's been playing 
lights out, you know, all, all, all season long. And if yeah. we took names and faces off of jerseys, he'll be in top two and most top two, three in most people's MVP conversation. And, and I hate his life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Love, I but love, love to see him, you know, put putting them numbers up and, and obviously betting on himself. You play that quarterback position, you show you can play and lead your teams to win teams to wins, you're gonna get paid. So um shout out to Gino, man. Thriving out there, cooking out there. <clears throat> Woo. <laughs> Hey, San Francisco, man. San Francisco playing at home is what it seemed like every time they go out to L.A., man. Big win, 31-14 over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, San Francisco 49ers sitting at 4-4. The Rams sitting at 3-4. And C-Mac, man, that addition to C-Mac. C-Mac was out there cooking yesterday, eating. Yeah. Um, As you can see here in the stat zone, McCaffrey becomes just the 11th player to throw rush and receive a touchdown in the same game my question to you obviously obviously Debo Samuel did not play um, yesterday but the addition to C-Mac man like and I I tweeted this yesterday like when Debo gets back um and you got Debo you got C-Mac you got George Kittle you got Juice um you you got a you got an offense man where it could be real scary for opposing defenses, bro. <laughs> could be. That shit is. Wednesday, when you come in, uh, uh, when they put them game records up, you know, use this, but three game records on offense. So those names, you ju- those names you just mentioned. But not only that, and their talent, like the versatility, man, like where like where they going to be. You know, where is C-Mac yeah. going to be? He could be lined up obviously in the backfield. He could be out wide. Same with Debo. Kittle can move around. They get him more involved in the passing game. Thank God. For a while, he was like the sixth offensive lineman out there. Right. Um, and then Juice at the fullback position, who's very, very uh, talented in the run and pass game. IU can't be slept on. So they got weapons everywhere. It's just going to be on Gino. I mean, not Gino, uh, Jimmy G. Yeah. Jimmy G can't tear the ball, not turn it over, not make his staple bonehead play and put the defense in a bad situation. But, uh, 31-14, beat up on him. Cup, Cup, Cooper Cup. I, mean, I didn't get an update on his injury, but I did see him go down late in this game. It was already out of hand. They threw him the ball. He got tackled. I think it was Fred Warner, and he just kind of rolled up a little bit. But um, this 49ers team, man, this 40, what right now, I say it's going to be one of four teams that hoist that Lombardi. And then I got two people, two teams on the outside looking. On the AFC side, teams we mentioned already, Chiefs and the Bills. On the NFC side, Philly. Okay. And then I got San Fran. San Fran will be Philly, San Fran, and Dallas. But Dallas is still a wild card right there for me. But this this Niners team, obviously Jimmy G is a question mark, but I done seen Jimmy G get to a championship game. That's a, well, huge, that's a huge question mark. And they've been to a championship and they've been to a Super Bowl I already. I don't care about none of that. I'm talking about like right now. I'm talking about right now. We we looking. I, I don't. I care. Because that Dak ain't never he ain't never sniffed none of that. I, I get it. I get it, but I, I, I can care less about what I'm on. What have you done for me lately? What you did two years ago, like nah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't rock with that D, but 
Those are my four right there. And then outside looking in, I ain't quite sure about yet, is your Bengals. I nope. picked my charges preseason, but they got some shit to figure out right now. Your Bengals. Chase come back. Hopefully Chase come back in a few weeks. And then, uh, like I said, the Cowboys. If that can, can keep it rolling, keep getting better and better each week. Tony Pollard, we'll talk about that game later, but Tony Pollard look good in Zeke's absence. He's a we running know what back that one. defense is. He's a running back one. But, okay, so th- those are your four. Like, I can't just in, – in the AFC, I'm, I'm rocking with Buffalo and Kansas City. I think we we agree on that. Mm-hmm. We agree on that. In the NFC, I'm going Philly. Um and Minnesota's about they about to make me a believer. Like I just can't. You six and one. Like, well, obviously you got to finish this finish the season all strong. Um, yeah. I I can't dis I can't sleep with Minnesota. Um, they they have the formula to win. Like you know your quarterback isn't the best quarterback, but he can get the job done. You have a good run game. Um, you yeah, got, you got look in Madison totally. exactly. And then on the defensive side. Sure, you you got a solid defense. So, guys, we're gonna have to see. San Francisco got to win a couple more. Couple I more feel you. they're sitting at four four right now, and I'm putting yeah. them in the FC Championship. So I I, I feel you one 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 thousand percent. But um, those those are your four. Those are my four. I guess we'll see. But uh, Chris McCaffrey, you already mentioned it. Eleventh player to throw, rush, and receive a TD in a single game. These are the other ten players: LT, David Patton, Walter Payton. Uh, Harm Harmon, Wages, Dan Reed, Dan Reed, shout out Dan Reed, Keith Lincoln, John Henry Johnson, Gene Gedman, Frank Gifford, and Ray Renfro, and uh, everybody after. I don't know why David Patton don't have a picture. Like he, 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 he he's <laughs> young enough to have a picture up there, but uh, all the you know the other guys, sixty nine Wages. Reeves 67, Lincoln 65, Johnson 60, Kevin 58, 56, and 53. So it don't happen too often. Yeah. Last time was 2005, 2005. With, uh, LT. But um, that's crazy. Shout uh, out to C-Mac, man. He looked like a, a total different player out there in San Fran. Man, and he, he was he was playing good ball, too, in Carolina. So, But you get to San Fran, and coming into the game, you knew Debo was out, but it was like, I obviously, you know, if you want to get get out there, it's a big time weapon. But you still look around at offense. You Jimmy G, you look to your left, you see a couple. Shit, we all right. Yeah. <laughs> call, call, yeah. call what you want to call. Uh, sure. Uh, Shanahan and um, Jeff Wilson, the starting running back before C Mac came over. I believe his name has been in some trade rumors um, as well. That'll be a good pickup yeah. for somebody because he he took that rock. Yeah, he took that, that rock. For sure, for sure. Um, another game. I think we're both okay. on the same side with this one. Sure, no game. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about another game. This shit won't no game. Well, Philadelphia Eagles seven and zero put up thirty five on the Pittsburgh Steelers two and six. Over, hello, man. What, man? Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, hey. This connection, man. Like we we we've been we've been missing this, man. We we need to see this. Like Jalen Hurts, man, he throw that shit down the, the right sideline. Hey, I'm talking about Bruh. Mika 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 is one of the top safeties in the league. I'm talking about good position. 
But AJ Brown just a dog, you know what I mean? He getting paid too, man. As you see here, a lot. AJ Brown got six catches, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. Crazy. Great day at office. Great, great day at office. And you look at all those touchdowns, at least two of them. Shit, I think all three actually got, as you mentioned, there's two guys on them. Two guys. So I know you get paid. We use that for a one-on-one matchup. We put two on you, we got to win that matchup. And obviously we talked about, you know, Minka being one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, Witherspoon, he had that red dot on him. Two-on-one, we got to win that matchup. And I don't care about – I'm sure if I go back to the film, I can look at where Minka lined up and be like, bro, give me one more yard. Because sometimes – yeah, You, you got to be off. <laughs> you got to be off. But if you got Swole Batman out there doing what he's doing, Somebody else got to beat us, cuz. Get um, on that hash, man. But, <laughs> hey. Um, on the mission. On the okay, mission we, we, we overreacting, D-Buck. They 7-0. They oh. I put them in the Super Bowl before the year, so. Okay, I'm with you on that one. 17-0, seven, oh, can they do it? Oh. I mean, they can do it, obviously, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. They they got the best division in football right now. Um, you know, so they got to play the Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. So I think those would be tough to sweep that division looking at. Overall, they got a pretty favorable schedule, though. But I no, I, I say no to the 17-0. Um, but still like them to make that championship and a Super Bowl appearance, man. They just built they just built the right way, man. I feel yeah. like Kurt, uh, Jalen Hurts is the right quarterback, right mindset. And the last thing you want as a defensive player, the last thing you want to see is Jalen Hurts making pinpoint accurate passes and reads from the pocket. Last thing you want to see him doing because that, like, we know what else he can do. But if he's doing that consistently, which he has been doing this year, man, they're a nightmare offense. A lot of talent. And then defensively, they just brought Robert Quinn over to already one of the best defense in the league. Yeah. Probably the best complete secondary in the league. So, yeah, I, I love everything about um, this Eagles team. What you think about their chance of going from a player who had an opportunity to go undefeated? Many people can't say that. What you think about their chances? Hey, bro, I, it's, it, I went down memory lane last night. I was just looking at the coach. Records like from 05 to 06, well, starting at 04 on up, man. It was like you had some 14 and two, some 12 and fours. I was on a 14 and 0 team. Um, mm -hmm. and then just looking at the scores, it was like a lot of one game win, uh, one point win, three point wins, you know what I mean? A lot of close games, close games yeah. Um, and I would say, like, our offense obviously was top notch, our defense was good as well. Not going to say they're going to run the table and go, but they have a good a good chance. Just the way the offense is playing and the defense is playing, man. And they're playing with confidence, bro. Like, and, that's, and that's the – I think that's the most important thing is, like, they're playing with confidence. And um, it's not confidence. It's not just one way that they're winning. You know, they can run the ball. So they got – and it's crazy. Zone read. You know, then you got your, 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 your weapons on the outside. You're tied in. Goddard is a yeah a guy that you got to have eyes on. And, and as you mentioned, on the defensive side of the ball, the front is nasty. Um, the secondary, you got names in the secondary who can play, man. So they have a good shot of 
making that run. It's going to be tough. But, hey, it's overreaction Monday, man. They can go get it done. Man. They I, can I like, definitely go get it done. I, I like I like the Philadelphia Eagles, man. And them, them names on the back end, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, uh, Epps Gardner, have been balling. Gardner Johnson. Um, yep, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who third game, third pick in a row. Uh, one game he had two, so third game he had got a pick. Maddox is a dog in the slot as well. And then obviously we know the dogs up front, um, you know, Graham, Hargraves, Cox, all those guys. But here's their upcoming schedule. Obviously just blew the doors off of the Steelers, which the Steelers hasn't won, haven't won in Philly since 1965. You would have heard that little nugget on the pick show on Saturday. Um, next week, Houston, this is the Eagles' upcoming schedule to finish the year. Let me You, you let me know win or loss in your mind. Yep. Next week, Houston, Texans, at Houston, Texas. When? Week after that, Washington Commanders. Well, so that, that I feel like that's with Taylor, a, with Taylor Heineke. Could be a, almost, that, a Monday night be, game, too. Prime tough, time. That could be a tough one. Prime time. It's prime time. Divisional matchup. But I'm going to say win. I'm going to say win, too. Uh, week after that, at the Colts. When? Week after that, Green Bay at home. Win. Tennessee Titans at home. I feel like that could be a, a tough one. Um, be a tough one. Very winnable, obviously. But very winnable. So I, I'll give him a dub. Uh, at the Giants. Another tough. One. I, I, I'm gonna say they going. I'll say they lose that one. All right. At the Giants. Then you got at the Bears. Dub. At the Cowboys. That could be another one. <laughs> Saints at home and then Giants again. So they got Giants twice, Packers. Cowboys. I ain't tripping off the Packers. The games that I'm looking at are the and again, I think they kind of talking about it in the um in the chat. Like it could be one of them games where the Philadelphia Eagles they come in sleeping on the team, Colts, the Bears, or whatever. But in my mind. I'm gonna say they gonna come in the each game ready, prepared, not sleep on anybody. I think it's gonna be NFC East team. Yeah, that uh, that probably 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 two of them. I can see a fifteen and two. I'm gonna go fifteen and two, which is a very obviously impressive record. Fifteen and two. They got home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Let's see what let's see let's see what the young man can do, man. Yeah, it's hurt season, baby. Speaking of. These third-year quarterbacks, man. Burrow, Herbert, Hurts, Tua. Looking good. I would say good. right now, I, I would say, I would say Hurts, Tua, and Burrow. <laughs> I would say Hurts. So disrespectful. Hurts. She's so disrespectful. Hurts. I ain't gonna pull up Herbert's numbers. Hey, Hurts, Tua, and Burrow, man. The, the three, three young men, man. They balling, <laughs> they balling right now. Um, I'm but disrespectful. And and I will say this, man. Just you got to get a young. You got to give them time. You got to give them time. Um, I know people were trying to write two off. You know, injury prone. Can he stay healthy? Left handed or whatever. You know. And I might have. I might have been on that side too. Like I don't see it. I was but, on the kitty table for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. You you had one foot off though. Once they brought the weapons in. Um, then, then the jury was out on, on, on Mike McDaniel, but hey, he is who they said he was. Mike McDaniel, 
he is who they said he was, man. Shout out, um, shout out Mike McDaniel, man. Yeah. He got two cook two. You can see him. You, I know you watch as a safety, and that's something that we watch on film for quarterbacks. Like, you know, is he a half field reader? Is he a full? Does he go through progressions? Is he kind of confident in the offense of where people are? And you can see that with two. It jumps off the tape. Like he goes through right up play action, whatever it is. And uh, more times than not, he got pinpoint accuracy with the ball as well. And then you got a type of speed out there like that, man. With Tyreek Hill and Jaden White, like that. Right. That speed is stressful to line up across. Any, yo, on any defense. Any coverage. Because typically, so you just mentioned it, right? You just mentioned mm -hmm. um, the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia game where it's like as a safety, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to lean – to AJ Brown side, like, but even with them, like, you know, it's kind of like, cause you still got a dog on the other side, but with these two guys, when you got Jalen Waddle and you got Tyreek Hill as a safety, I got to back up at least five yards. And that's not me playing from, from, your, from your usual land, my usual 15 to 17. Like, yeah. it's just like this week, I got to play a little deeper just because like my angle, yeah. like you know what I mean. If I'm if I'm caught yeah. too too shallow, too flat, like my angle is not going to allow me to get to that intersecting point. So, man, like you say, man, having that speed on that field is is crazy. And the stats here, like Hill twelve for one eighty eight, and Waddle eight for one hundred six. Like, come on, man. And this, I mean. I think I believe Tyreek Hill is still top of the league receiving yards. Um, they obviously the top two, the tandem, top tandem in the league right now. But they were down this game, I believe, two scores maybe. Yeah, they came. Uh, Detroit came out fourteen nine. Yeah, and, and came back. And Detroit has shown, you know, week in week out. Once again, they compete with anybody. It ain't like people just coming out and just punching them out from quarter one to quarter four, but. You got to be able to win these games, man. And we talked about what a successful season would look like for the Detroit Lions coming off of hard knocks. I said, you know, give me seven, eight wins. That's enough for me to sit down with MCDC if I'm the owner after the season and say, hey, you know, job well done. Let's keep building this thing. But, I mean, it's looking like right now, it's looking like another three-win three season, something like that. So what, what, what type of – what's going to be the move there? If it's gonna be one, honestly, man, I again, this is like I mentioned with the quarterbacks, like you have to give them time. And to your point, like you can see, like the Detroit Lions are in games. Obviously, we need we, we need to see wins. Mm -hmm. But I would say I would say give them one more year. Let's say her AB give give them one more year. I will say give, give them, them give DC them, one more year. Give them one more year because again, it's like. You and it's crazy. I think Zach just said it. You had a great coach and Jim Caldwell there, right? You got him out of there, and he was winning eight, nine games, right? So now it's 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 like did a reward. Huh? Yeah. Did he win ten? I want to say did he go ten? He, 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 he might have won ten. I'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking. I'm talking about. I think the year that they got him out of there, he won like eight okay. or nine, eight or nine games. So right now it's like okay, if you get to get rid of coach now. Shit, all you're doing is starting back over. Somebody coming in, they they want they guide the quarterback. They want, you know, so it's I say give them one more year. Detroit Lions are playing tough. I, obviously, we're not here for 
participation <laughs> point. You know what I'm saying? We 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 want to see wins, but no more victories, man. Not at all, man. But it's it's, it's rough, man. When I seen when I seen the score fourteen nothing, I'm like, oh shit! Like it's it's gonna be the one for the day. Nah. And I on the, I was on Sunday ticket just like you, and you know they black out certain games. So this is one of the games that was blacked out since I'm uh, I was down at home. Um, so I couldn't really see the game. I was just seeing the updates. Cause I didn't want to go to that game and take off mother four games that was on the screen. Yeah. But um, kept seeing the updates. Tyreek, man, I, I, man, I'm so glad we got him, man. He that dude right there, one of one. I put it. I tweeted yesterday, and you know I go. You know I be. You know, in the moment. Yeah, in the moment. Yeah, next week. But I'm I'm a, I'm a stand on this and though. Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the league. Best wide receiver in the league. Argue with you, man. But mm -hmm. uh, the Lions, to your point, they fired Jim Caldwell after going 36 and 28 as a Detroit Lions head coach. 36 and 28. Since then. Mm. Let me let me put that. They played seventy two games since then. If my math is correct, what you think their record is out of seventy? Since then, I say they probably won eleven games. Damn. <laughs> no, Eighteen fifty two and two. Shit, I won that far. <laughs> you said damn, like shit. I won that far. I said eleven. <laughs> 1852 and two, uh, since firing Jim Caldwell. Once again, Jim Caldwell went 36 and 28 as a Lions, Detroit Lions head coach. So, you know, take take that, take that for what you will, man. But, um, Detroit got to figure it out. AB said, give MCDC one more year, yeah, one more year. They in this year three and 14. I gotta, I'll let you down. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta bring somebody in. Anybody, I feel like anybody can come in and do three and fourteen. Hell no! Nah. Since Jim, it was who you had. Who was it, Matt? Matty P. He ain't do it. Was Schwartz there? Was Schwartz there? Go after Jim. Jim Schwartz. See the first one. I don't know. Don't get. I don't know what shit. Like get tone in tone type of been. Let me know who y'all, who y'all, who y'all coaches been. Man, but, uh, it's rough, shout out man. to these Saints, man. Saints, Andy yeah. Dalton, and the Saints. Honey Badger got another pick, tips and overthrows, baby. But shut out, shut the the, the the Las Vegas Raiders out 24 to 0. It was a crazy stat. The Raiders hadn't been across midfield until like the two minute mark in this game, they hadn't run an offensive snap across midfield. And this was another team that had a lot of preseason hype. Made the big trade for Devontae Adams, who most people said, hey, this is a one-two receiver in the league. Obviously, you got to have Darren Waller there. You got Hunter Renfro there. Josh Jacobs actually is toting that thing. Like, never before in his career in the league right now. But they just can't figure it out, man. Two and five right now. Josh McDaniels, the head coach, actually apologized to Raiders fans um, after the game. I don't want to hear that I can't. I nobody want to hear that, man. Like, like for real, D. But like, oh, hey, I'm with you, bro. I'm man, with you. Like, don't nobody want to hear that. Like, get it done on the field. Like, like let, let, let's get it going. Like, we. And for me, it's like you look at you look at the stat line, right? D. Adams had one catch for three yards. One catch for three yards on on five targets. 
That's crazy. Like, come on now. You're supposed to be an offensive mastermind. You feel what I'm saying? Like somehow, some way, get the get the ball to your playmakers. Like two or five. Hills, ain't going no game. You you could be a quarterback. He ain't get one catch three yards. You told me he's yeah. a quarter. I get numbers with you. Yeah. So with the, with the Raiders, like, what is it? Is it is it the coach? I mean, shit, it gotta be. Honestly, I, I and we both felt that they would give at least some consideration to. Um, Basachi, the, the special teams coach who took yeah. over as interim head coach after John Gruden got caught up with the email shit. And then shit, Henry Ruggs had his tragic situation off the field. They had Arnett, they had all type of shit going on in that, in that facility. You know how mm-hmm. that is when all those things are going on internally to go out and play football games. And they got to the playoffs, obviously lost in the playoffs. But you would think Mark Davis would at least consider him for that job. And I don't know if he did or not, but you let him walk, and I think he's a special teams coordinator in Green Bay, I believe. But I think he, he could have been at least considered a job. Josh McDaniel, you come in, you got your quarterback in place. Once again, you make a trade for a receiver that you're playing close to $30 million a year. You got the talent. You went and got Chandler Jones, too, who's a dog as well. So um, yeah. Patrick Graham, who I know is a smart and a good coach. I was with him in New England. Um, but, yeah, you got you to gotta put this one on. A goose egg, I think it's only been three teams who put a goose egg out. Our, our team, our coach are one of them. I think it's only been three teams this season to go out there and put a goose egg out. Um, so, yeah, that's embarrassing from the coaching staff uh, on down. Let me actually – I know you don't want to hear it. Let me hear his – I just saw the tweet. Let me hear his apology. And, uh, so, uh, I have to do a much better job of getting ourselves ready to go here. Uh, that's, that's, we're better than that. And uh, – you know, I apologize to Raider Nation for for that performance, and uh, again, I own that. That's that's my responsibility. So we have to do much better, obviously, uh, in, in everything. All right. So Josh McDaniels apologizes. He got he owned that. They got to do much better. So sorry about it. Uh, Falcons, <laughs> they get a win, even though they tried their hardest not to. 37-34, PJ Walker with an unbelievable throw of the day. Um, out rolling out to his left, probably 60, 70 yards in air, hit DJ Moore stride. DJ Moore hit one of the cardinal sins on the football field, which everyone on the football field knows, at least from college. You don't take your helmet off on the field. Um, he took his helmet off. Kicker missed the extra point. Kicker missed another kick later in the game. Falcons ended up winning this with a kick, a walk-off field goal in overtime. Falcons. Four and four, sitting on top of the NFC South right now after a close win. Panthers came out. They fought. They played hard, and it was very, very close to getting uh, to being victorious. Uh, what was your takeaways from uh, this Falcons-Panthers game? Man, you said it. You know, I think everybody kind of figured that it was going to be a tough <clears throat> tough matchup, you know, divisional. They, divisional teams, they know each other well. Um, and it was crazy how we, we talked about it, like the winner of this game was going to be the leader in this division. Um, we also spoke when, you know, Steve Wilkes became the interim head coach that we were like, oh, Coach Wilkes going to have this team fighting hard and playing hard. And that's yep. what, you know, the Panthers, they, they've been um, they've been playing some really good ball. Again, like you said, DJ Moore, great catch, great pass by P.J. Walker. You know, obviously, you know, emotions going running high. Take your helmet off. You can't do that still, you know. So he was wrong on that front. Kicker. Obviously, it's not as easy ever as a kick that it w- as it would have been, but you still got to make that kick. Then you get another chance. You missed that one. 
Um, so I hate it for my guy Steve Wilkes, but again, the Falcons, man, they find ways to win. Sitting yep. four and four at the top of the division right now. Um, a lot of people not talking about the the Falcons in the NFC, but hey, man, we we gotta inform him here. He's a, he's a he's a dog. He's he's downhill, oh. a downhill runner. Um, but Falcons, man, we we gonna see. We're gonna see which they can Yeah, you, you ain't about to get me talking about Atlanta Falcons. Hey. Hell no. Nah, hey, nah, hey. They done, they done, I had them on my I picked them yesterday and literally I watched the game like man, what the was I thinking picking I think them? We, we both picked them. Yeah. Um, hey, I mean they full who's four. Favorite? Who's favorite in this game? Was it uh I think Jeff the Falcons? Okay, okay. So yeah, I, I think, think I think they were favored by four. One by three, so one, but didn't cover. But win, no less. A big win, that's no less. It. We saw what this Panthers team did to the Bucks last week, last time they took the field. So that's a win, man. Then, as G.I. Joe just said, Cordell Patterson coming off of IR soon. So maybe at some point I will be talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, but he's four and four, man. They're at the top of the um, NFC, NFC South, brother. At the top. At the top. Uh, another four and fourteen that AB said would not make the playoffs. We'll have a long year. The New England Patriots found a way to win. Mac Jones bailed out. Michael Carter the second had a beautiful pick six along the sideline. They called it bullshit, roughing the passer call. But nonetheless, I hate, I, I hate it too, man. But uh, Patriots win twenty two seventeen. Zach Wilson struggled um, through some t- just. Just bone picks, you know, back foot, just throwing it like, you know, got to be better than that. Jets still sit at five and three right now, uh, which is a pretty good record, a better record than most would expect for the Jets going forward. I mean, sitting right now. Uh, but four and four Patriots, five and three Jets, McCourty, two picks. Shout out Dev, still getting it done. Yeah. Uh, any takeaways from this game? This AFC matchup, 13 in a row now for the Patriots. Yeah, man. Like you said, Zach Wilson, man, bonehead, <clears throat> bonehead throws, man. Um, making some some terrible decisions, man, with the ball in his hand. Um, me, man, I was dead ass wrong about the Patriots, man. They're getting it, they're getting it done, finding ways to get it done. Um sitting in a nice spot in that division, because I just feel like they're going in two different directions as far as the Jets and the Patriots. So um Bill Belichick leading that team, man, finding ways to get it done. We're going to see, man. We're going to see, you know, how how this tail ends up, how the yep. tape ends up with these two teams. That's a, that's a fact. And uh, we talked about the third-year quarterbacks earlier. And you said hey, you got to give them time. These second-year quarterbacks, man. Struggle. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. Uh, Justin Fields, I feel like I had a decent game yesterday. I feel like they're using his – they're coaching his abilities a little better now. And I feel like uh, – I thought coming into the draft, if I had to pick one of these guys, I said Justin Fields would be the best one out of this draft. Um, obviously, it's, it, these guys got a lot of football left ahead of them. Trevor Lawrence still making bonehead plays, bonehead decisions. Zach Wilson, same thing. Justin Fields sits in the pocket too long, not great talent around him. Davis Mills. He's with the Texans. Um, <laughs> Trey Lance, he's hurt, obviously. But uh, what's your thought on these second-year quarterbacks that were, you know, they put a lot of hype on these guys coming out? I mean, they're going to do that every year, um, especially at the quarterback position. Um, again, man, I 
you might call me crazy, but again, it doesn't help them that, you know, these good quarterbacks get drafted by these horrible teams. Um, mm -hmm. You have to take that into account where when you're talking about their their growth and, and how they're playing, man, you, you have to give these young quarterbacks some time. It's going to be some growing pains as we're seeing, like you said, like Trevor Lawrence yesterday, bonehead play. They You got them down in the red zone on the one, two-yard line. You're scrambling out. Just throw the ball away. Just throw it out of bounds. A couple of weeks ago, too. You know what I mean? So um, second year, you know, you're going to have these struggles. Got to give them some time, and you got to be able to live through that. I'm with you, man. I, and, and Tone, I, I don't think Justin Fields should have been on. He should have made this graphic. That should have been Zach Wilson up there. But second year quarterbacks, they've been struggling. Uh, Bears, I don't think they've done Justin Fields many favors thus far. Trevor Lawrence, they put a lot of talent around him. They started this season off. I, this was one of your teams, Jaguar. They beat say, hey, don't be surprised if these Jags make a run. Shit, here Ooh. we are. They looking like the same old Jags. Making them run the other way. <laughs> same old Jags. But shout out, we got some news coming from college. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, yes, shout sir. out BJ Jones, man. Inside HBCU football, man. He tweeted out this morning. Don't look now, but that HU Bison football is currently sitting in first place in the MIAC. We 2-0 in the MIAC right now. We got three games left, all conference opponents. Take it one game at a time, Bison. But I love to see it, man. Shout out to Coach Scott and the boys, man. Um, man, I love to see it, man. Come on. Still got some ways to go, man. But, you know, three games left, man. Take it one game at a time, man. Um. Edge Son was out there balling too. He was in the uh, NDS uh, yesterday. Man, Edge Son, true freshman. I texted Edge yesterday at one point. I think that's, he right, had, that's him right there in the five. In the five. Um, nah, that's um, nah, that's a. I think they got two fives. Okay, that's a DB. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, he had like eight eight carries, like a hundred. 103 yards in the tub. So he be balling, man. That's what's Good. up, man. Shout out to Howard, man. G.I. Joe, um, do the champs of the MEAC and SWAC play at the end of the year? Yes, they do. Last year, it was South Carolina State from the MEAC versus Jackson State and SWAC. Obviously, the MEAC is the big brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? MEAC yeah. brother. But um, so y'all on the collision course right now. Hey, I'm here to see it, man. I'm here to see it because they had our college game day down there in Jackson State this past weekend. They did, and um, Jackson State had an impressive performance on the field. I want to say one thirty-five zip, maybe um, like over Southern. Um, and then uh, Coach Prime spoke after the game. I wish I, I should have sent this video in. But uh, Coach Prime spoke after the game. He was like, yeah, we had a great performance. I'm happy for our guys. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, college game day coming down and seeing how we show up and show out, like I think that was kind of a win for not only us, but Southern, just everybody as a whole. So shout out to um, Pat, Kurt, and the crew going down to Jackson State putting on the show, man. I, I, I was definitely tapped in 
and it was uh it was electric from beginning to end <clears throat> i enjoyed it i enjoyed it man definitely tonight's game monday night football cincinnati Bengals, ab's cincinnati Bengals, three and a half point favorites going out there to their division divisional foe the cleveland browns uh monday night football Bengals at browns i already know which way you going even with Jamar Chase out, you like him to win and cover over the Browns. I like him to win and cover. I'm with Joe Burrow and the boys. Who you got? I'm with you. I got the Bengals to win and cover. A matchup I will be keeping an eye on this game. No, Greg Newsom, um, second year corner. Been playing very well in that slot. He'll be matched up with Tyler Boyd. So with no Chase, no Jamar Chase out there, obviously the targets, the emphasis. A little more focused defensively will be on T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So I'm going to definitely be locked in on that matchup. And then, shit, can they block Miles Garrett? You know, that's a, that's a, it's Halloween. That's a monster. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he's scary for sure. And he can wreck a game. And obviously, keep your eyes peeled on the FanDuel website, fanduel.com backslash Darius Butler. Um, with the FanDuel Sportsbook, I'll be putting together. A same game parlay for tonight's game. Actually, before we get up out of here, y'all throw a couple a couple props that I should put on there because literally when I get off this call, I got a call with FanDuel at noon to go through these picks. And what I'm going to put on there is it's going to be four, five, six legs, what it's going to be. So help me out, man. Help me out with this one. Help them out. Shout out to FanDuel. Oh, this is. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. G.I. Joe from Twitter. Hashtag M2M Live. That's the best way to get your questions answered on the show. A, B, and D, B. This is some three musketeers shit all for one. I damn near love what Coach Carroll got cooking. A, B, what sparked your Super Bowl run? Did you know in the preseason? And D, B, was Pagano taking the medical leave the most team solidifying moment for you? Thanks. Man, um, when did I know? I think you had two I, Super Bowl runs too, huh? Yeah, but I would just—I'll say as far as the first one, man. I—I I already knew what I was walking into. Um, the year before I got there, oh five, they went fourteen and two. Um, they lost in the divisional round against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That infamous Gary Brackett hit on Jerome Bettis on the bus. He fumbled. Nick Harper scoops it up. You know, Ben Roethlisberger get the, the shoestring tackle and just walking in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, walking into the locker room, man. Like, everybody in there was like, man, we should we should have a Super Bowl. Like, we should be coming off a Super Bowl win. So, the vets was like, man, like, we got what we need. Like, let's let's go get it. And um, it was, like, news to me because we playing in the preseason. And I think we, like, every year we would go, like, one. we would go one or three in the Super in the um in the preseason. We would lose game one, game two, win game three, lose game four. And I'm like, shit, like we shit, we about to be some some garbage. <laughs> but um, but then coming out this out the out the gate, man, we we winning, man. And we knew we had a we had a chance. We knew we had a chance. And uh to the second question, the um when Coach Chuck was battling leukemia, that was actually my first. So AB was actually there when he, you know, when he first got there and through training camp and all that stuff. I got with the team maybe week three, going into week four. Whenever we played the uh, 
Packers at home. That was my first. Was that my first game? The Jets or the Packers. But anyway, I got there probably three, four games into the season. And then Chuck, you know, obviously went out with his um with leukemia. My first start was actually that Chuck Strong game. We all at well, AB was already ball. Nah, uh, that's what kind of got me to it. <laughs> <laughs> so AB, so AB was still fighting a good fight. Fighting a good I fight, still, bro. You know what I'm I still had my joint, but you know, a lot of us, you know, shade and went ball. Uh, for Chuck Strong, actually, my first start Thursday night football, I had one of the best games of my career. Um, BA, uh, you know, took over shortly thereafter. We won. We went on a hell of a run. But uh, yeah, we definitely rallied, rallied around Chuck. He was still in communication with the team. He would show up in the locker room, you know, depending on how his treatment and stuff and recovery was going. And he made his return to the sideline late that year. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was incredible, man. Yeah. Obviously, his rookie year as a head coach, Andrew Luck's rookie year. Um, you know, the guys were coming off that that rough year the year prior. So, um, but yeah, I think that definitely galvanized the team for sure. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. I mean, that, was, that, was, that was the beginning of the end for you, AB? That top. was the beginning of the end, bro. And everybody always asks me. I'm like, man, that damn Chuck Strong, bro. <laughs> that damn Chuck Strong. That shit ain't. Hey, this is for a good cause, man. It, it was. It was. But oh, man. damn, I could still be in the game right now, bro. Still be in the game, man. LeBron's still fighting, man. We thought LeBron was out of there about I mean, seven, LeBron, eight years ago. I see some pictures. He went across the pond and got them good, that good work. I feel like that should be good for about two, three weeks. Then once that season starts, when you sweating every night, you're out there, whatever. Hey, you got to get into like prime. Whatever prime did, prime, Brian Erlacher, and Brian, a couple other ones. Brian Erlacher got, um, he, I, I was in Chicago not too long, long ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he plastered around the city with that uh the procedures that he got. Bill work everything. Oh yeah, they probably cut him that not probably they definitely cut him yeah, that definitely check. Definitely cut him that check. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, man. man. But uh before we get up out of here, XFL teams got announced. We love to see this, man. Another opportunity for the guys to get out there. Um shit, PJ Walker doing his thing right now. Uh you yeah. know, he obviously took took it. Took his opportunity in another league. Turbin out there and uh, Turpin out there in, in uh, Cowboys as a returner. A lot of guys, man. The names, the eight XFL teams have been announced. AB? The Vegas Vipers, the Seattle Sea Dragons, the Orlando Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, San Antonio Brahmas. How do you say that? Brahmas? Brahmas? Brahma Bulls? Arlington Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, and the DC Defenders. Who you Who got the weakest name? 2023. Say it again. Who got the best name? Who got the weakest name? Um, that's San Antonio. Um, Brahma's weak to me. Um, sure. I like Sea Dragons is trash to me. Sea Dragons. I like the Arlington Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks. I like them too. If I had to pick one, I'd go, give me the Vegas Vipers. Give me the Vegas Vipers. That's my mob, and I know who's coaching them, who's the GM, Rob Woodson over there, all-time great defensive back. Give me the Vegas Vipers, man. But shout-out to the XFL. Shout-out to Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, um, mm -hmm. doing that. Like AB said, February 2023, they'll be back. 
question for you. So obviously I don't know as far as like a lot of the intricacies as far as on the back end, but mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, you got teams in Vegas, you got team in DC, Texas, as far as travel. I think a lot of times, like when we think of travel and we think of these new leagues, like travel could be a big time. Um, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Travel accommodations and things of that nature. But as you see here, you how you think that's going to work? You think it's what like that's going to be interesting? I don't, I don't know the schedule yet. How many games? Uh, you know, home and away. Because the last league they did, I'm not I forget what it was, but I feel like everybody was playing in like Alabama, right? Or some shit like that. You talking about the um the USF? Was it the USFL? The most recent one. It was like no fans, barely any fans in the state. Yeah, it's like the, coming, yeah, the coming off COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure, man, but I, I'm hope I'm optimistic. You know, I think um hopefully the Rock and um Danny Garcia, um, his business partner, you know, I'm hoping they got things figured out and they can figure out the logistics. Cause that's a big thing a lot of people don't think about. But when we go and play from game to game, I guess a lot of shit that makes that trip as well. A lot of people, a lot of equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, we put trucks on the road days a before a lot trucks. of times. Yeah, so it, you got to move a whole operation and go from one city to the next. And then, you know, let's say you got a three-game road trip, you got to do that three weeks back to back to back. So um, that's always, you know, financially these leagues haven't been able to survive. Um, but let's let's hope The Rock, you know, The Rock and his, and his business partners got this the whole thing figured out. They got yeah. teams, you know, all around Vegas, Seattle, Orlando, St. Louis, San Antonio, Arlington, Houston, DC. Let's yeah. hope they got it figured out. Man. But to your point, D Buck, man, it's another opportunity for guys to show the show their abilities, man. Another that's opportunity, cool. man. So exposure. So that's what we all want, man. So again, good luck to the Rock. Good luck to the XFL. Good luck to the coaches, to the guys that's, that that gets an opportunity to go out there and highlight their abilities. So. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yes, sir. Excited yeah, to see it. Appreciate y'all, man. As always, man. Y'all have a happy Halloween. If you're going out there trick-or-treating, be safe, man. Check the candy. Don't let the little ones eat it, eat it all in one setting. All that good stuff. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Get you 30 minutes in, man. Get your little sweat in. Get you a walk. Some. Start your week off right, man. Hydrate too. Yeah. Hydrate. Got mine in this morning. Leg day today. Let's go, man. We'll see y'all Thursday live. Same place, same time. Let Peace. me see. Let me see. Let me throw them times up. People that can't listen, I can only read. Live Monday, Thursday, 10 to 11, Eastern Daylight Time on YouTube. And then obviously you can listen back. On any uh, podcast platform, man. Presented, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, sir. Job for rocking. <clears throat> Ooh, let me throw these records up one more time. Starting square one, baby. 59, 59 and three against the spread. I'm, I'm trying to go to 60 tonight. Man, I gotta, I gotta check them tone. I don't know, man. Hear that shit, man. We gone.
Peace.